Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Two or three days after I brought my first child home, I thought, what did I do to my life? What did I just do? Oh my God. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And I'm John R. Bray. And today we are going to talk about the desire, or maybe the complete absence of desire to have kids, uh, to procreate. I love that word. Um, At the end of the first season of this show, people are going to be armed with so much Mormon vernacular. Is that actually Uh, in the Mormon vernacular? Procreate. Oh, I mean, is that commonly yeah. used? Go forth and procreate. Look at that. From BYU. Procreation. Anyway, what would we, you and I, John, say to someone who is on the fence about having kids? First, b- before we jump into that, I just want to make sure we've addressed the idea of planets as part of the Mormon religion. <laughs> because I'm more fascinated by that than I am with procreate. Because honestly, if someone knocked on my door and said, let's talk about your planet... I would sign up, like, right away. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, what would we tell people who are thinking about possibly having kids? Uh, we, as single parents who are facing this alone, say to someone who might be struggling with the idea of whether or not to bring kids into the world, whether they want them or not, whether it's the right time. So we'd probably say a lot. Or maybe nothing at all, and maybe that would speak volumes in itself. We just give them a dead stare. Just shake our heads <laughs> and walk away. <laughs> so this whole idea was prompted by my babysitter, Kelly, who is actually joining us this week. Hi. Hello. Hello, <laughs> hey, hello Kelly. Kelly. Hi. <laughs> Hi, John. Hi, Heather. And uh, Kelly, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. I'm... I'm your babysitter. <laughs> this is one of my nannies, and we are actually in my closet right now. Literally. <laughs> this is so awesome. So uh, just, I guess, in context of me having the question of having kids, my husband and I are both 28 years old, and that's significant in Utah, reaching that point <laughs> in your life without ever having had children. And being, we're coming up on our five-year anniversary so I think a lot of our our parents and relatives are wondering what we're waiting for. <laughs> well, you, we have to mention here that um, being over nineteen and not having a child in Utah means that you're 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 done. You, if you haven't frozen your eggs by nineteen, well, just you're gonna die alone. Um, it's a it's a very uh, prevalent in Utah for women to start having babies as soon as it's legal to do so. <laughs> you speak the truth. <laughs> yeah. In some of the polygamous communities it starts at like 13. But um but but yeah, being 28 without having kids is an anomaly in Utah. Where actually when in LA when I got married at 27, 
people in LA were like, "What are you doing? <laughs> You're so <Her> young, baby." <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and, and speak about wh- wh- how you feel. Well, I think we've had. I mean, you know, we've talked about this, and I really appreciated your input on the question of having kids, and I think it's a fascinating topic. Um, I guess I can just speak as someone who is unsure, and I definitely have felt ambivalent about having kids pretty much as long as I can remember. And so I know we're going to discuss a little bit later what not to say to someone who's unsure about having kids and perhaps what you could say instead. Um, I think that People who have always been sure about having kids have their own set of concerns, like how, okay, I want to have kids, but how is this going to affect my marriage, my career, the finances, finding the right time, which are all understandable concerns. Um, But when they're talking to someone who's unsure, they're thinking that the person who's unsure has those same concerns. Does that make sense? Right. It's from their perspective. Yeah. It's like there's similar concerns, but it's very different. It's like, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to have kids. I always knew that I wanted to have kids. Right. That I mean, you you can take the girl out of Mormonism, but you can't take the Mormonism, Mormonism, <laughs> Mormonism out of the girl. And so I did question, like, what is it going to do to my career? What is it going to do to my finances? And I think the the difference is... Um, how do I prepare for that? Right. And, and those who are on the fence, it's like, do I want to prepare for that? Very well said. Right. Is that the difference that you're talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I think people who decide know right off the bat, like you, Heather, to have kids, they they can't comprehend the should I or shouldn't I. Most people, most people assume that mm-hmm. we're all here to have children. So that shouldn't even be up for consideration. It should just be a matter of when and how many. I mean, really? Yeah. Oh, Kelly faces that. (laughs) Kelly faces that perspective quite a bit here. Yeah. And she had, um, she dissembled and did you publish this online? Just a casual tweet. (laughs) 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 Oh, so about what to say, what not to say to someone who is on the fence about having kids. And that's why I, I mean, I was going to read it myself, but I was like, why don't I just have her on the podcast and let her <laughs> let her read it in her own <laughs> i'm sure that you yeah you'll bring a, a great tone to it um so okay so do you want me to start talking about the different things that I people do. often say oh yes um let's start with an obvious one which is there's never going to be a right time right <laughs> <laughs> i got that even though i wanted to have kids people were like oh there's never a right time just go for it and that bugged me even. Well, I think that's just goes back to the assumption that you're definitely going to have kids at some point. You just got to go for it, you know. It's just looking past the fact that it's like, oh, I'm not, I, I don't know, I don't know even if in the first place if this is going to be the right thing for me or not, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that comment, though, I think there's some some truth to it. I think if you, if, if someone, even if someone wants to have kids, if they're waiting for the right moment, it won't ever come because there's never an ideal perfect time, I think. But I, just like there, there's not going to be a right time, there, there could definitely be a wrong time. Precisely. And people don't consider that. <laughs> are, are you unemployed and homeless? Have a baby. Right. 
Or if you're if you're really on the fence, you don't just decide, oh, what the hell? I mean, you you can't you can't do that. No. Not advisable. YOLO. Let's just have a baby. <laughs> YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> heard that word in so long. Wow. That's YOLO. the first time that has appeared on MRS. You know, here's the thing, though, is that I would think part of, part of the reason Kelly may be on the fence about having kids is that, like, my children are birth control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did want to say something about that, actually. Um, it's quite the opposite with your kids. So a lot of times people think that if you don't want kids, it's because you don't like kids or that you've never bonded with a child. But actually, it it's like I love Marlo and Lita so much and I know that I can have a fulfilling experience with kids in my life in a way that isn't just as a parent. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember when my, my sister had her children and I, my bond with her oldest child was unreal. And I thought, <laughs> I did think, I thought, I'll never feel this way about even my own kids. <laughs> I love that baby so much. Oh, totally, you can have that relationship if it's not your child. Right, right, exactly. And so sometimes I think, you know, I have these kids in my life who I love, and why not? You can, you can continue that through your life with plenty of kids, and they don't necessarily have to be your own. I'll have to mention here that Kelly is... Right up there next to my mom in terms of being Marlo's favorite person in the world. <laughs> She's one of my favorites, too. She she adores Kelly. And I, I'm going to be uh, in New York, uh, sadly, for this activity that's going on at school. And <laughs> my mom is going to be mad that I said this. I was like, okay, Marlo, um, in terms of someone coming to school with you, would you let grandmommy to come? She's like, no, I want Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, whoa, that's a bond that Kelly has with my kid. If you can get above the Avon World Sales Leader. (laughs) So what else have have people said to you that you don't, you're like, oh my gosh, please. One is that you're young or that you have time. And I definitely think that's true. You know, Um, biologically, I definitely have time. But I guess the, it feels like it's missing the root, uh, anxiety over whether to have kids because I can remember I was probably like Marla's age like six or seven um like I remember where I was and just it hitting me like oh my gosh when you grow up you have kids like that's what you do (laughs) and being like "Ah, I don't know if that's what I want to do and I guess like as for as long as I can remember that's I, I felt that those mixed feelings towards having kids. The ambivalence, yes. Yeah, and so it kind of ties in with this. Since you were a kid, even as a child, you're like, I don't know if I want myself. When I I even did an experiment the other day with Marlo. I just asked her, like, do you want to have kids when you grow up? (laughs) (laughs) And of course, (laughs) she enthusiastically like, yes, I love babies. Marlo loves everything that's cute and little and cuddly. (laughs) Until he grows up, becomes a 12-year-old and has attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just feel like it feels like a fairy tale that like five or 10 years is going to change how I've, like something I've felt my whole life, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think that 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 comment again, though, is assuming that 
everyone wants to have kids eventually at some point. So you're young now, but in five years, you will come to realize that children are your purpose. Yeah. yeah like it exactly. ignores that there are other factors or that you just simply might not be interested. And I think that ties in, too, with the assumption that one day, like, you know, women swear up and down in their 20s that they're not going to have a baby and then they turn 30 and suddenly they can't get a baby fast enough. And I think that does happen for some women. But again, it just feels like a fairy tale that that's suddenly going to happen to me, you know? Mm -hmm. I think I started to realize I need to look at it more as a choice that you make. And it's not necessarily something that's right or wrong. It's just a choice that you make. And then you, you, you know, live with that and you be happy with it. And I don't know. I want your guys' input on this. This is why I'm here. So tell me what you think. Well, do you think that you could really be truly happy without children, Kelly? Oh, my goodness. You just pinned another <laughs> something that people say all the time. Do you really think you could be happy without children? And I have just like one word response to that, which is yup. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as Can honest I say as it that? gets. <laughs> no, I do. I do think. Sorry, I wasn't planning to talk so much. I want to let you guys give me some input in a second, but um, we'll wait. Let me. No, this is great. <laughs> let me just say um, I, that's precisely the thing: is that I'm really not lukewarm about having kids. There's actually like in my mind, I've there's a really solid camp for yes, having kids. And there's a really solid camp for no, like both. I know that I could lead a fulfilling, happy, wonderful life without having kids. And I could lead a fulfilling, wonderful, happy life with having kids. And it's like precisely that. How do you, how do you pick? How do you decide that? Yeah, Tell me. <laughs> I mean, there's really no, there's no right or wrong way to decide it. I don't think. I think you're, yeah, I think that's true. Well, there's, I mean, so there's the positive aspects of having children. Are there? Though? Let me break out my notes. I actually <laughs> had to think about those and write them down to if I, I could reference. <laughs> but yeah, I, I always wanted to have them. I was never on the fence and uh, will admit very publicly here that Two or three days after I brought my first child home, I thought, what did I do to my life? What did I just do? Oh, my God. Oh, I was yeah. like, <laughs> did you experience that at all, Dawn? Uh, yeah, I was 21, if you if you don't remember. And I was definitely way too young to understand the magnitude of what that all meant. And, I mean, I, I was still getting, for probably the first year that, that Lexton was in my life, I would get phone calls at two in the morning on Saturday from friends drunk at the bar because they're 21, you know? And I mean, I have, I have to work the next day and like, Hey man, what's up? Like, oh, sh <laughs> shut up. Don't stop calling me. Just stop calling me. And you start to realize like, did I, you start to wonder, I guess, did I make the wrong choice? Not that I needed mm -hmm. to be drunk at a bar at 2 AM, but I was the only one who, had a kid at that point from my immediate circle and that really made me question if I had made the wrong move which is a daring thing to say about parenthood um because you you make the choice to either 
to 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 have children or to be the parent of a child and to even bring the word wrong into the conversation i think is kind of a a controversial thing to say but i think it's controversial because people are i don't i don't want to say ignorant but there's this assumption that children are perfect and fantastic and everything's amazing and if you ever say anything you know contrary to that you're a terrible human being and a bad parent and that's right. just not true I think honestly, I'd be concerned if anyone had a kid and didn't have that a moment like that in the first, even in the first year, where they wake up and they're like, "Oh my God, what what happened to my life?" Mm-hmm. I think that's healthy. Yeah, I really did feel like my life had just completely exploded and fallen into bits around me. I didn't have any vision of because the aftermath of birth was so horrifying. And I, I didn't have any vision out of that. I didn't have any vision of, you know, the amazing things that children bring to your life. And I've said this to Kelly before. My kids are the most profound and significant thing in my life, period. Nothing will ever come close to that. Nothing. And raising them is, there's a sense of fulfillment there in the sense that, okay, I'm spending all of this time raising children, hopefully, to be good human beings. It's a it's a positive endeavor. You know, I'm not just hanging around watching Netflix. I'm raising children. Um, and hanging around and watching Netflix at the same time. <laughs> you can do it at the same time. That's right. <laughs> well, I think, you know, we, like we've mentioned on other episodes, you know, our kids are sort of this, I mean, they're, they're so central to everything. And, you know, we've, we've said before that we are their foundation, right, through all of the, the turmoil that, that has occurred. And I think the opposite to that is true as well. I think, you know, some, some of what we've gone through might have been easier, would definitely have been easier had we not had kids. But I think Lexton was just as much of a foundation for me as I was for him during some of this. And that says a lot, I think, about the value and the connection. That's a really good perspective. I, th- I think I would agree going through um, going through my divorce, like I, my children were my foundation and brought me so much comfort just seeing their faces at night. And even just the cuddling with them was, was healing. But... <laughs> <laughs> so... I have been asked this question not just by you, Kelly, but by some, many people like, like, I don't know if I want kids. What would you say? And I will look them straight in the face and say, my children are the most amazing things. I would never, ever go back and make a different decision. But if you're on the fence, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a good example of like erring on the side of caution. <laughs> Because it's well, not a, it's not like you know you you turn left and you should have gone right and you can just change course. I mean, once you make the decision, even if you're unsure about it and you decide to go forward, there's no going back, and <laughs> that can be rough for all parties involved. And so I have been guilty of saying to Kelly, you know, you you're young, but I say it in the sense of you don't have to make a a, a decision right now. You you really do have plenty of time because, um, I think and I'm. I I hope I don't get sued. <laughs> I actually was uh, 
passing through the room. I wasn't passing through the room. I'm just going to go ahead and be honest. One night last week, I was so tired from marathon training that I made myself a meal and I sat down on my couch and I turned on entertainment tonight. (laughs) Which I can vouch is something Heather does not do (laughs) regularly or ever. 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 I I had not seen an episode of entertainment tonight in years. And they they were making guesses about whether or not Cameron Diaz is pregnant. And Cameron Diaz has been very public about saying, you know, my life is is very fulfilling without children. I don't need to have children to be fulfilled. She's been very vocal about that and really comfortable with it. So they started showing pictures of her walking around covering her what is a supposed baby bump. And I that's what I'm thinking is like you're young and maybe there comes a point like in a few years where you're like oh my gosh, I really want kids. Like something happens, something, maybe, maybe Cameron, the, I don't know who she's dating. Is she dating somebody Madden? Like Benji Madden. I don't don't follow that. I'm sorry. (laughs) She's not dating me. That's all I know. (laughs) But maybe getting together with him, it like triggered something in her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, like that's the only reason that I've ever said to you there's time and if mm-hmm. something changes you mm-hmm. still have that course to go. I really appreciate the like you're saying you have time. It is really empathic. It's like you have time and this is such a huge decision like just don't rush into anything either way like it's okay to give yourself the time you need, you know, which I really appreciate. Yeah. That's that 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 because I have no judgment on people who, who are on the fence or who don't want children mm-hmm. because and I think John, you would probably agree with me. You know how much work it is. Oh yeah. You know what a sacrifice. Oh yeah. I mean, I think to say that you have time, to say that and act like you have you still have plenty of time to have kids is one thing. But I think Heather's approach, and I agree with it. You know, you have plenty of time to make the decision whether or right. not you want to have kids. And there's no, there's no reason to rush that. And I don't think there's any shame, even if you said definitively today, I don't want kids. And in five years that changes, that doesn't mean you lied. It doesn't mean you're not going mm-hmm. to be a good parent. It just, like Heather said, maybe something changed. And now you, you feel like, you know, you're finally at that point and that's fine, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's, it's wrong either way. But if you're, if you're on Thank the you. fence, don't jump down onto the have kids side just to make a choice. I think that would be definitely horrifying personally. <laughs> there is there is a, an age though where you got to make a decision. But that age passed at 19. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really already done. Decision has been made. <laughs> Which is the, you know, that's the sort of the the, the sad I can't what, form what? the words or the <laughs> sentences. This is my this is called this is called mom brain. <laughs> this is what happens to you. <laughs> That's the reality of it is that we reach an age, women, where becoming pregnant or trying to have children with your own body is difficult. Mm -hmm. That's just the reality of it. Definitely. And if I can add, I think um, parenting, being a mom in your 20s is a different experience from being a mom in your 30s and is a different experience from being a mom in your 40s, you know? So I think there's something to be said that by all means don't rush in 
to a decision either way when you're on the fence. But um, I think that what you're saying is true is that, you know, things do change based on your age. And this, this is going to, you're probably going to hate me for this question. Do you think that there was anything about your upbringing that, that influenced your, like, I don't know if I want to have kids. Like for me, because I can yeah. say definitely, <laughs> I'm going to use the word brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> but it was drilled into my brain from day one. You're, you, know, you grow up to have babies. You grow up to have a huge family. And I really did think that I was going to have five or six kids. And so there was my childhood was artfully crafted to make me want to grow up to have children. Do you think that there was anything about your upbringing? Absolutely. So a little more context about me. Um, I also grew up super Mormon. And in the last few years, I've left that I've left that lifestyle. I don't believe in the Mormon church anymore. Um Yeah, that's a really big thing to say. (laughs) I hope everybody in your life knows this. (laughs) Definitely a scary thing to say. Um, And so along with that, I've completely, like to reconsider your faith, especially Mormonism, you basically throw everything up in the air and you reconsider everything, Mm -hmm. which I know is something that you have done, Heather. Um. So, yeah, I would say same thing. Like, I grew up complete, you know, there's a not even, oh, what is the word stronger than an expectation? Just an assumption that you're going to grow up and have kids and have a family, especially as a woman. That's what you do. That's what you're going to do. You get married. It's like your only value, right? Essentially. Definitely. And going into marriage, that same thing. I thought that I was going to eventually have kids and then. In the last few years, as I've changed so much about my life and my beliefs, along with it has been this question of having kids. So, yeah, that definitely has affected me and where I'm coming from. Well, and also you, um, you guys, you guys are both work. You guys both work. Uh huh. And but there's also you guys have you just graduated last year. I did. Yep, from the University of Utah. Finally got my bachelor's degree. I'm really proud of that. So congratulations! Congratulations! Thank you. It's work. It's work. Yes. yes. I I went back and finished my degree when I had Lexton. So I I totally huge thumbs up on that. It's a big. Oh, so you went back while you had a child. I did. Oh, I was working full time and commuting. I was commuting 40 minutes to work uh, east, and then oh I don't know an hour and 20 minutes west of work for school. Wow. It was quadruple awesome. congratulations on that friend. dude yeah dude. it was it was a rough couple years wow and how old was lexton wow um six six to eight i think something like that six to eight or seven to nine somewhere around there that's intense wow good times and so did we talk enough about the good things about having kids <laughs> kids give you a, a unique chance to give back to the world in a really different way because we have a chance to form the next generation. I mean, to, to create people that are good people or to try. Right. And I think that's interesting. And then let them, you know, sort of remold us into better people as well. And I think that's an experience. And I guess I can't say this all the way and maybe Kelly, correct me. You know, you spend a lot of time with kids that are not yours and maybe some of this experience 
is the same in that situation. Um, I mean, I, I will say that I think there, there are definitely experiences involved with having kids and benefits with having kids that you can't get by not having kids. But that doesn't mean that, that your life is less fulfilling. It's just different. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, so in terms of like warnings that we would give people, the financial responsibility of kids is somewhat crippling. <laughs> Just somewhat. <laughs> it, yes. Housing them and feeding them and making sure they're clothed. Oh, dear. Oh, dear Lord. The clothing. Um, I mean, especially right now as they're both growing. Like I will go and I will spend a hundred dollars. I'm like, OK, this is going to be we're going to get through the next Let's, let's hope we can get through the next, you know, several months. And Marlo, there's a hole in, in every single pair of pants in that I kid's re- drawer. I remember you mentioned that at one point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kelly Kelly sees the day-to-day of what goes on here, of the disaster that this this whole thing is. There is not a single pair of pants in her in her drawer that has that is complete, that is an actual pair of pants. And so it's like... We're constantly buying clothes, and then we're buying a whole bunch of Lunchables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Lita's going to be really mad that I, that I exposed that. The clothes, though, are, are huge, and I don't know if you experience this with Lita because she's tall and long-limbed, right? Yes. And Lexton is, too, and finding things that fit oh. is her, especially the pants because he needs, like, you know, Size 14 length and size 8 waist. <laughs> That's Lita. And That's that doesn't Lita. exist. So when we, like when I finally find a pair, I get two or three or four of the exact same thing because <laughs> yes. I don't know when I'll find it again. And he just last year, he went through this period where he, he came home from school a couple times and his knees were all dirty and grass stained. And I said, oh, you, you know, dirty clothes right in the knee where they wear out. He's like, oh, yeah, just, you know, playing a game, recess. Okay, fine. So finally I asked him. I said, what game are you playing? He said, well, it's this game where you run and then you just fall down on your knees and see who can get the bigger grass stain. (laughs) I looked right at him. I said, you're allowed to play that game and then you're going to buy yourself more pants. (laughs) You you have – I finally find pants that fit and you go and intentionally destroy them for fun. I I can't. I can't. I would believe if Marla was playing that game on the playground. (laughs) What's so great about this is that as we're talking, Kelly's just nodding furiously because like, <laughs> you don't have kids, but you actually do. <laughs> you like because you see the the oh my gosh, the daily realities. <laughs> but it's like you mentioned, you're making such a profound, you're having such a profound impact on the life of two kids, and they're not yours, and that that doesn't diminish your impact at all. I, I mean, I think that's incredible. I think the fact that you can have that connection with them 
is fantastic. And I don't think there's any shame in saying, you know, I can I can fill that quote unquote void right. with children that are not my own. I think that's fine. You're you're making a difference in their life and that's what matters. Thank you. No, I agree. And but at the same in the same breath, I totally think that you're correct and you you saying that there is something very unique and different about being a parent. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's the only way that you can find fulfillment or lead a fulfilling life. Right. Right. And back to the clothing part of it, like they grow so fast and keeping them, keeping them in clothes that fit. Like there are so many times where Marlo's like, mom, I have nothing to wear. When are we going to the store? And I go into her, I go into her hamper and I get her dirty clothes out. <laughs> I'm like, well, not today. Yep. <laughs> Put this back on. <laughs> I have definitely done that. And I think when when they're harder to fit, though. Yes. Like when it's harder to find clothes that fit, you end up having to buy more expensive clothes because the the less expensive clothes don't come in those sizes. That's what I experienced. The at least. less expensive clothes get destroyed more easily as well. True. For me, again, it's come back to time. I got to make time to go find them clothes that fit. And that's, a, you know, that's a whole Saturday gone. If, <laughs> and shopping with my kids in tow is one of my least favorite activities in the world. I would guess that Marlo's not a big shopper. No. <laughs> no, she'll, she has like her father, her, her father has a very funny story where he, his, his family is huge shoppers. And they love to shop. And I guess when he was probably eight or nine years old, I think they were at Sears. And he was so bored. And I I completely relate to this. I remember going shopping with my mom and hating it. But he actually <laughs> fell down a set of stairs very dramatically and played dead at the bottom of the <laughs> no. staircase to try to get his mom to leave. <laughs> and his sister was there. And his sister was like, Get up off the floor right now. You are so embarrassing. <laughs> but Marlo has played dead in Old Navy. She's like, yeah. She's just like, I'm dead. I'm gone. I'm not breathing. She wants to leave so badly. That sounds like Marlo. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not what I want to do. And in making time. So every decision, every decision in your life, every single decision, every bite of food you eat, is you're constantly considering your children occupies every molecule of decision making and that's not even a slight exaggeration and it, it it's not a it's not a complaint i mean this these are the downsides right so that's not exactly a positive but it's just the reality of it that's just how it becomes they become central to every single decision last friday i spent 40 minutes trying to convince lexton to go out and get tacos and he <laughs> He he would not. He would not do it. He's like, I don't I don't want fancy tacos. <laughs> what? And it it's minor and I'm not that's totally not a big issue. But it's things like that where when you when you don't have kids, Kelly, you could go out and get fancy tacos every night. And I envy that. <laughs> I hate you for it. <laughs> but it is it's little things like that that you don't really consider. I needed to get some shopping done on Sunday and I was Going through my Rolodex, I try to give since since Kelly's with my kids on the afternoons on the on the weekdays, I try to leave her alone on the weekends. So I was going through my Rolodex of babysitters, and no one was available. And I was like, oh, "Do I want 
wanted to go shopping with my kids. So I finally, um, my sister wife, Ivy, whose kids are same age as my kids, she's like, oh, just bring them over. They can be here for a few hours. So I said, hey, Lita, I need to go do some shopping. You guys want to go over to Gigi's house? Mind you, <laughs> she, this is Sunday. She's wearing the pajamas that she had put on on Friday because we had not left the house. <laughs> and she looked at me and she's like, no, <laughs> no, I don't want to, I don't want to get out. I don't want to get dressed. I don't want to go over there. Like I tried to like, I spent like 30 minutes convincing her, like, you're going to go play, go play so that I can go run errands to like, take care of you. Like there's that negotiation that goes on. It was like, you can't just get up and leave the house because of this responsibility that holds you to that house. Exactly. And just to circle back for a minute, do you do you have a Rolodex? <laughs> did I did I hear that correctly? Oh man, that aged me so hard. <laughs> Kelly, do you even know what a Rolodex is? Yes, okay. I do know what a Rolodex is. <laughs> I was just flipping through my Rolodex trying to find a babysitter. The, the Southern is coming out. Hold on. <laughs> no, so Kelly and I are pretty. We agree. Politically, we're pretty much on the exact same political spectrum. She's she's feeling the burn, though. <laughs> yes, and I, I am. And I'm more of a, a Hillary supporter. I think that's the only difference. It's okay, though. Yeah. We can we can disagree. Um, I like Bernie. I think Bernie is amazing. I think it's... Uh, we won't go into politics. We're just not going to go there. But Kelly's very conscience... Conscience. <laughs> This is mom brain day. Um, Kelly's very conscious of like uh, organic food and eating eating well and treating the environment, you know, with the respect that it's due. And having children is one of the worst things you can do to the environment. Yeah. Yeah. If I can interject. Um, I, uh, one of my last semesters of college, I took an anthropology statistics class and the... Uh, it was two professors, and they didn't tell us this, but they were husband and wife, and um, they had studied anthropology for the last 40 years of their lives, and they had one child. <laughs> and they made it very clear, um, the overpopulation, really, that's a concern that I walked away from that class with that I didn't have before. <laughs> One more thing to, you know, add into the question of having kids is really, is it wise for the environment or, you know, or for humanity? Do, is it necessary? Do we need more people on this planet? Along with that, um, how many, really, how many orphans, you know, I, you see celebrities who have the means and the privileges to take to become parents of many children who don't have parents. Um, I don't know. I'm just talking, but these are thoughts. These are the things that a person who is unsure about having children thinks about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go all Mormon again. <laughs> Did you ever see um, Saturday's Warrior? Yes, when I was very young. I know that it's, I know the basic premise of. So Saturday's Warrior is one of the, is, is a very popular Mormon musical in the Mormon faith. And there's a song in it and it goes, <laughs> zero population is the answer, my friend. Without it, the rest of us are doomed. 
I'm a horrible <laughs> singer. Um, but wow. wow. I have got to look that, that was up. was excellent. <laughs> and it's it's all about the fact there's it's this it's this um he's he's basically painted as the evil high schooler who is liberal who's like we're destroying the planet by having so many kids and Mormons are like no we're not destroying the family families are forever we need to have as many kids as possible <laughs> <laughs> but like whenever we talk about like population like Zero population is the answer, my <laughs> It's really true, though. I mean, growing up Mormon, Christian, a woman, you really have this, especially Mormon, you have this belief that there are these souls up in heaven who are relying on you to bring them to the earth. Yes. And that's really something that you believe. <laughs> well, I think, though, it's an interesting... I'm I'm going to compare children and pets because they're kind of the same. I knew this would come up, and I think it's a worthwhile discussion. So please, go I, there. I think it's a good comparison because there's a lot of people that say, you know, don't don't buy a dog from a breeder, adopt a pet because there's so many out there and there's overpopulation. But that argument doesn't exist. At least I've not heard it. Maybe it's out mm-hmm. there and it's just not as loud, or I haven't paid attention. But that argument doesn't exist to say. Do you want kids? Great. There's lots of kids who want parents. Right. And you can adopt. And I don't mean that in a joking way, but they're already out there. So if we're talking, even if you're taking the the Christian and the Mormon approach and saying there's souls in heaven that need to come down, what about the souls in heaven that came down and now they're like, no, what am I going to do now? You know, I think that's definitely um, something to consider and something to talk about, you know? Well, it is, like you said, it is expensive and it's rough. Um, and every adoptive parent I know, it's it's an extraordinarily complicated process to adopt, and that's a that's a huge decision to to, to do that. And I admire I admire adoptive parents so much for that for what they have to go through, both financially, emotionally, and physically, to bring that child into their home. Right. It's definitely a um, very particularly unique experience that's different from bearing your own child. Yes. And I do give them a lot of credit. I do want to, I, I wasn't trying to say that adoption is a simple answer by no. any means. I know people that have adopted it. It is a, I, I honestly think it's an uphill battle mm-hmm. like the entire way. Right. That's when, that's why I went, whenever someone comes to me and says, you know, I'm on the fence about having kids. I never say, have you considered adoption? Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> That's that's a whole other discussion. When Absolutely. It's a whole completely different discussion. Mm-hmm. Well, it's different, too. I mean, it's not that they're on the fence about whether or not they want to be pregnant. Right, right. right. It's... And if they're like, I want kids, but I don't know if I actually want to be pregnant. Okay, <laughs> then you can say, have you considered adoption? Yeah, yeah. But exactly. being on the fence about kids, I mean, I think if you're on the fence about kids, adopting is probably, is definitely not the way to go because it is such an uphill battle. Yes. That makes sense, yeah. And we are now responsible for whether or not these children turn out to be actual decent human beings and not sociopaths. <laughs> Which is easier said than done. Well, it, it is. Like, we, we, we keep hammering this home. The, the, the responsibility falls on us to make sure that our children are functioning. And I just had this, I had a breakdown the other morning because I had said to Lita, put your bowl in the dishwasher. And I do it every morning. That kid goes through like two boxes of Honey Nut Cheerios in like two two days. That is not an endorsement by Honey Nut Cheerios. It's just the truth. So every morning, 
before we go upstairs to go get dressed. I say, Leah, go put your bowl in the dishwasher. And I can count on less than one finger the number of times she's actually done it. <laughs> and I can't, And the other day, I came downstairs, and her bowl was in the sink. I know this is not a big deal. I know she's not killing people. But I was like, Leah, come here right now. She comes downstairs, and I was like, I said, this is going to be the end of me. You have to put your bowl in the dishwasher. And I was like, I was like you guys, the house is not a trash can. Pick your things up off the floor. Like, I remember as a kid having a list of chores every weekend and knowing how to clean a toilet and knowing how to clean the bathtub. These are things that I have to make sure alone. I have to make sure that my kids know how to do all of these like basic things. And it's a lot of responsibility. There's so much else going on where you're like, did I, did I teach my kid anything today? She, she can't get the ball in the dishwasher. What am I doing? <laughs> I, think, I think that's it, though. It's like it's not a big issue in the, in the bigger picture. But for one, it happens 2,000 times in a row and it becomes a bigger issue. And then you do start to sort of question yourself on all these little things. Like, what, what am I doing wrong? Like, how did I fail? She didn't put it in the dishwasher. I'm doomed. She's doomed. It's over. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it comes down to. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the, in the long run, yes, we're raising decent, great human beings. But sometimes it's those little things that, you know, you just collapse. We take our shoes off before we come in the house just because it became a habit because of all the snow in, in the winter. And you just take your shoes off so that you don't get snow all over the house. And so the, the entryway from the garage is just a disaster. It's a disaster. An explosion of shoes and hats and gloves. Yeah, and so, yeah. I, sometimes I walk into the house and I see it, and I do feel a profound sense of failure. Like, oh my gosh, like th- my th- that 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 right there is my life. That's like, that's like if, if if someone could paint my life, that's it right there. It's all that crap on the floor in the entryway that I have to step over to get into my house. You know, I'm not a parent, but I would be willing to say that a lot of parents could relate with that feeling but if there's all this if there if there's all this stress involved right and there's the the downsides what about what about all those photos of of moms that look all angelic in this perfectly kept room that are sipping oh, tea? don't get me started and don't get me started on those photoshop photos but, and those but people. it's so it's so peaceful no. those are the women who refuse to show the mess behind the camera it exists. But honestly, I think I've seen their mudrooms on Pinterest, and they're equally as perfect. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I mean, if you're looking for inspiration, that might be a great place to turn. Get some wicker baskets. It makes, makes motherhood look so beautiful. Motherhood is a beautiful washroom. <laughs> With all of your laundry detergent perfectly organized, that's motherhood, Kelly. <laughs> the clean kitchen with the flowers and a bowl of cookie dough that the child is peacefully eating (laughs) a very accurate display but i do think that's something else worth considering to some degree is you know when you're thinking about having kids i feel like socially the bar for moms is set so high that if you're anything but a flawless mother you're failing whereas and we've, we've talked about this before i don't remember on what episode but with dads if you're like functioning and have clothes on and you're with your child you've automatically 
exceeded all expectations. Yeah, I think that's so Which true. is sad. Mm-hmm. Gold medal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Look, he got out of the house. Yeah. Aww. The bar is so low. <laughs> it's, it's so, so low. It's just uh, really disproportionate for men and for women, you know, to Absolutely. be a good parent. Yeah. And then in, and it's it that's a bad thing on both sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about you know being fulfilled in other ways, like they're without the responsibility of raising your children. I mean, we didn't talk about this, but like I, you know, I'm not moving. I mean, I would love to go live in LA, or I would love to live in San Francisco. But it's best for my children that we stay in Utah. It's best for them. Plenty of people move with children, but in terms of me and my kids, it's the healthiest for them if we stay here in Utah. And if, but if I didn't have them, I could live. The world would be opened up to you. Um, yeah, I guess like you could say that. It would. I mean, and people do move a lot with kids, but it's so much more challenging with kids because you've got family to consider and you have school districts to consider friendships and it really complicates it mm-hmm. friendships cousins it's it's big yeah. mm-hmm. and especially after having gone through you know the transition of living in a home with mom and dad to one parent yeah. it's it's another change to throw in and there are people that do it and they do it phenomenally well and I give them a ton of credit but I'm in the same boat where I didn't move because this is where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the right thing for him. Exactly. Every situation is different and very unique. I can say, my opinion is, your babysitter, um, the girl's whole infrastructure is here. Infrastructure. Did I say that word right? Yeah. Infrastructure. You know. You did. That's a good word for it, too. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great word for it. I mean, they're, they're doctors, my mom, you, um, you meaning Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although Lita is desperate to be on the podcast, John. And I was like, Is she really? Oh, yeah. But yeah. You know, you could tell her that if she puts her bowl in the dishwasher <laughs> yeah. for so many days in a row. I am the parent who bribes to get things done. <laughs> but in, in like, I'm not above it. In, in terms of like being fulfilled, like it's not, a, it's not the same fulfillment, but it's an equal part fulfillment in friendships, in the relationship that you have with your partner. In the relationship that you have with family members, there there are other fulfilling ways to fill your life. Fulfilling ways to fill your life. I get you, though. I know what you're saying. And thank you. It's good. It's really good to hear that because most most parents don't say that, you know. Or you, or you could find huge, huge like fulfillment <laughs> in, in, in your job. In your that work. that mm-hmm. could be the thing. That could be the thing that brings you the most joy in the world, mm-hmm. and that's different from having kids. But it's not wrong. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I have. I finally got the term for it, which is f- your family of affinity. You c- create, and I've realized for me on this journey that I'll <laughs> use that journey. I'll use that term um, on this journey of figuring out what if parenthood is a thing for me or what that's going to look like for me is that either way a family of affinity is really important to me having my best friends and that whole structure that's not necessarily you know your blood family mm-hmm. you need to have you need to have that support either way yeah i mean i like i said i, I miss I, I still have my friendships but i miss spending as much time as i used to with them and i love spending my time with my kids my 
I do love spending time with my kids, <laughs> but I do love spending time with friends and I miss, yeah. I miss it. I think that's a great way to put it, Kelly. Honestly, I think if, if you can have that and you, and you feel for yourself that you can have that family without kids, I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of this entire episode is, you know, what to say or what not to say. And I think for me, listening in on this discussion and from my own experience, I think there's the, there's the cynical part of me that would say, are you sure you want kids? Because think about how difficult the divorce is going to be <laughs> <Yeah>. with kids, <laughs> right? So there's that. But I think the other thing is that I would say is that it, it has to be your choice and no one else's. And it has, it has to be what you want, not to complete part of your life, but to add to it. I think if you're having kids because you think it's the logical next step or everybody does it or there's a void, that's that's not the right reason. It has to be something that you think will add to your life. Yeah. And you have to make that decision. Kelly, what would you say to people? What would you advise people when someone comes up to you, someone and says, I'm on the fence about having kids? Definitely err on the side of being too empathetic and <laughs> compassionate because whether no matter this this is just such a delicate topic right no matter what um it's something that people can have can be emotionally charged about whether they've dealt with infertility whether they knew for sure they didn't want kids or they did want kids you know across the board it's hard for everyone um so i would say uh something like way to take such a big decision seriously you know that's good good job you're gonna be happy with that I like for me um whether my husband and I decide to have kids or we don't I think eventually we're gonna find ourselves in a place of peace because we explored the options and gave it a lot of thought and I'm confident that we'll be happy with where we end up you know so kind of like a little pat on the back, like, good job. Way to take it seriously. That you know. <laughs> well, here's the thing though, is that you're so well adjusted and so articulated. It's like you you'd make a great parent. Come on. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That is definitely a safer thing to say, you know. You'd make a great parent. That's a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> and I think to add to that, I mean you're you're using those skills with kids already. So it's not like you'd make a great parent, but you never interact with children. You're wasting <laughs> yeah. away. You know? Yeah. I mean, you're applying it. I guess since since you mentioned it, I realize I don't think we've brought this up, but you're very on the fence about it. Is your husband on the fence about it as well? Or are you guys like on the fence together? Yeah. So I can't believe we okay. didn't even bring that up sooner, but um, it's hard to, I don't want to speak for him, but if I could relay what he's said is that, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely on the fence too. He's, he feels like he could be happy with the kids and happy without kids. And I think his ambivalence on it, I'm like, oh, great. Thank you. Like, couldn't, couldn't you just really, really want kids? And then that would tip the scales for me. Um, so he, he's kind of, you know, he's could go either way too. So, um, I think that, that this is all part of it is that it's something that we're going to have to ultimately decide on our own and then negotiate and work together what we end up deciding to do. Yeah. I think that's a good place to be, honestly. I mean, I know it would be easier if he was strong in one direction or the other. Yeah. 
But then I think you'd be making, you would or he would be making the decision for the other person. Yeah, yeah. And that's not, I don't think that's a good way to go because then one person is just sort of saying, oh, okay, you convinced me. And I think when you're, when you're sitting on the fence, you look down on the side with kids and your yard hasn't been mowed in two weeks and there's primary plastic crap everywhere. And the other side, you're having a cocktail party and there's music. And I'm not saying that one side is better than the other, but they are very different versions of happiness. Yes. Very well said. I completely agree with and that. And sometimes the cocktail side is pretty appealing. <laughs> I mean, some, sometimes those who make the choice to, to hop down on the side with kids have to learn to be happy with that decision. And I'm, I'm sure some people think that that's me. Um, I haven't had to learn learn to be happy. I mean, I I'm, I'm, love being a mother. I love being a parent. I love my children. But it's really, really, really hard. And I think that is the one thing that I try to relay to anybody who asks me. I'm like, this is a lot of work. And there's really no way to explain or articulate just how much work it is and just know that going into a decision like this, it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. You'll never do anything harder in your life. But I think, you know, you mentioned people who hop down on the side for kids, you know, sometimes have to learn how to be happy. And I think... Right off the bat, it's easy to scoff at those people and say that that's terrible. But I mean, I'll admit that I unintentionally became one because I thought it would be way easier than it was. And it's not that I found myself unhappy, but you have to change your your expectation and your direction and, and everything in your life. And I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say it. I mean, I had to really check myself and say, this is this is not what you thought, but that doesn't mean it's bad. I'm glad that you admit that. Yeah. I mean, it's the reality of it. I, I knew that I could have gone one of two ways. I could have been a terrible parent or I could have just changed my outlook and been a good parent. And I chose that direction. And I, I don't think there's any shame in having to pick a direction. No, no. I was going to ask our readers. I have said that now twice. <laughs> but And we do, we do need to transcribe these. We've had that yes. request and we are working on it. I will reiterate that we again. We are working on it. So, But not quite yet. Our listeners, if... Are you on the fence? Because I know that some of you don't have kids and are listening to this. Uh, are you on the fence? Are you on the fence about having kids? Um, do you ever get asked that question? And what what would you say to someone who is on the fence about having kids? Other than you're young, you have plenty of time. <laughs> Can you be happy, really, without children? <laughs> we would love to hear from you if you have experienced what Kelly has or if you have any great advice for people you can email us your stories at manicramblings.com and we will share some of our favorites in a future episode you can also find us as always at manicramblings.com and on twitter facebook and instagram at manicramblings and until next time uh, if you don't have a baby then what kind of legacy are you leaving this world Kelly <laughs> Kelly. Kelly. Come on. Babies are cute. <laughs> Clock's a ticking. Clock's a ticking. <laughs> Have you frozen the eggs? <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> That's on my to-do list. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs>
and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. The Southern accent is kind of taking a back seat. Has it? Well, I can bring it out if we need to. <laughs> That's a downside is that my child is constantly making fun of my accent. Did you wash your hair, Mom? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.